Hey guys, it is Teresa, and I have been trying to record this episode for over an hour, and it has not been working. I have been interrupted first by my middle child coming in and saying, Hey, can I have the password? And me being like, dude, I'm doing something. And then my youngest coming in because his tummy hurts. And he's lactose intolerant and just has so many digestive issues. So, you know, that's fun. And then we're trying to get the puppy and the other dog to just get along. And it just hasn't been happening. So we're going to try this one more time. I am going to speed through this as fast as possible. Because, holy crap, I am never going to get this episode freaking recorded. We'll see what happens next. Anyway, we have it where um, we're going to start with Teresa Alvarez. Or we could start with, you know what, let's start with Margaret Thute. So, Margaret Thute was babysitting Teresa and Jesus Alvarez for their single mother who was struggling with breast cancer. Now, eventually, this mother died of breast cancer and the maternal grandparents were awarded custody. They did not have any stable environment when it came to that. They'd get her an apartment, then they'd lose it, and then they end up living in Rogue Park. And then it would, like, be a vicious cycle that just happened over and over again. Now, their great-aunt, Janet Jenkins, and Margaret Thute were just horrified that this was happening to these kids since she did babysit them and known them and just felt all sorts of pities pities pity so in 1996 janet jenkins adopted teresa alvarez while margaret margaret thute adopted jesus alvarez now that kind of sounds sketchy and stupid and just like oh you're splitting the kids up but they only lived five blocks apart So the kids were able to be raised together. Now, 17 years passes and Teresa and Jesus have been getting into all sorts of trouble. Um, Jesus went to prison for a larceny conviction. I'm saying that's so wrong. It's horrible. And then... Teresa Alvarez graduated from high school and became a manager at Taco Bell. Now, that sounds all grand and dandy, but then she was convicted in 2011 of embezzling $2,000 from that restaurant and given 18 months probation. This wasn't good enough. She was not happy. So this is when she came up with the idea and plan to kill Margaret and clean out her bank accounts. Now, this is such a great way to thank somebody who 
took you in when you were homeless and having such a hard time with your um, grandparents and stuff. Just horrible. Now she's starting to plan this. And as she's planning it, she's going, oh, Margaret killed herself by overdosing on pills. And then she got dressed up and told everyone she was going to the funeral. There was no funeral. Margaret was still alive and well. She was still living off her money that she earned as a former General Motors secretary. So she's telling all these people she's dead when she's not and that she's going to her funeral, but there is no funeral and that she is been granted part of her estate and she was just going to be rolling in money and that sort of thing. Well, come November, she comes around her friends and her boyfriend with um, a tan Impala. Now, this tan Impala is Margaret's. When Teresa was questioned about this, she's like, oh, this is part of the stuff that I inherited. Of course, her friends were already hearing about this funeral and that she was dead and everything like that. So this did not come as a shock to them. Now, back at Margaret's home, the neighbors are all, something's wrong. Where's Margaret? They see that her gate is unlatched and her dog is in the house by herself, which she would never have done. Her car is missing and just they knew something was wrong. Now they're contacting the police and being like, hey, Margaret's missing. Can you please find her? Something's wrong. We think there's foul play. We need to know what's going on. So forth. Now, Teresa gets wind of this and tells her boyfriend, Kimberly Hardman, can, I think it's Kimberly Hardman, Hard, Hardman? I think it was Hardman. Um, no, Kimberly Brooks, Hardman's mother, she tells her, hey, hide the Impala, keep anyone from accessing it. Because obviously, there's some evidence in it that is going to be not good. It's going to show that something happened. Uh, Dante Hardman is the boyfriend. And when he was questioned, he said that Teresa left his mother's home the, the last day Margaret was seen alive and that he expected Teresa to return that night. However, she didn't. She came the next morning. And that's when she was driving Margaret's, Margaret's Impala. Now, when they looked into 
The trunk, Margaret's purse was there, her identification, her credit cards, and there was hundreds of dollars in the purse that Hardman or Dante saw her, Teresa, take out of it. Why would she? No. But here's what's interesting also. It wasn't until the next day. This is driving me nuts. It wasn't until the next day that um, the car was found. And it was in a muddy marsh. And it was just covered in grass and everything like that. And there was a tarp nearby. So, so suspicious. Majorly suspicious. Now... Of course, Teresa's probably just freaking out, trying to figure out how to keep herself from being in jail. And um, six months later, because there was no body, six months later, Margaret's body was found. Now, they were unable to do blood or DNA of Margaret's. So the only way they were able to identify her was by her dental records. Which doesn't help when it comes to the blood on the pillow and the blanket that they found inside Margaret's house. They also found a pair of gloves inside Margaret's Impala. And there was three DNA samples on the gloves. One of the samples was the same sample from the blood on the pillow and the blanket. They couldn't completely confirm it, but they're assuming that it's Margaret's. So that leaves two other DNA samples on these gloves, which means two people were involved with Margaret's death. Now, they say the person who disposed of Margaret's body couldn't have been Teresa. And that had to have been the other person. Now, Janet Jenkins came in for questioning. And she was told by Teresa that um, if she told the police what happened to Margaret that Janet would be in danger of physical harm. So I'm getting really confused Because does that mean that Janet Jenkins was there at the time or that knew that Teresa killed Margaret? Now, Teresa also was saying many different explanations on what happened the night that Margaret went missing. She said 
that um, soon after her, she said soon after her arrest that Margaret was dead. And this was even before her body was recovered. And when asked about her whereabouts on the night Margaret disappeared, she explained that she was at Margaret's home on the night of her disappearance, that it was her fault, and that she might as well die in prison. And if she had not gone to Margaret's home that night, Margaret would still be alive. Be alive. That sounds like an admission of guilt. But it also sounds like she's trying to lay the blame on somebody else, saying that, hey, I brought these people with me to there, and if they wouldn't have come with, she wouldn't be dead. So it's very complex because they were not able to determine how Margaret died. So it really does leave you questioning what happened, how it happened, or anything like that. Irony of it, where Margaret found Teresa and Jesus in Rogue Park is where they disposed of Margaret's body. It was a woman who was mushroom hunting that found the remains of Margaret. So. I'm going to try my hardest to wrap this up as quickly as possible because I'm actually afraid someone's going to come and interrupt me again. It's been too quiet. I have this false sense of security and I feel if I trust it too much, someone's going to come running in here. Now, they have all this um, uh, records or, uh, not, oh my God, clues, evidence. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, like, there are telephone records that revealed that Teresa placed a lot of phone calls to Margaret in the afternoon. And that she did in a manner that blocked the number from showing up on the caller ID. And I'm very curious because we have Kimberly Brooks, Dante Hardman, Janet Jenkins, and everything they sell, say just kind of, okay, what? And Jesus already in jail, so obviously it wasn't him. So, I don't know. It's not really the greatest way to freaking thank someone. And um, the money that she stole was thousands of dollars that Margaret had saved to donate to charity. So as an eight-year-old girl and her older brother, they 
instead of just being appreciative and trying to live a better life and everything like that, decide, well, if you're going to give your money to charity, I'm going to be that charity and take it. So it's just ridiculous. Anyway, she got a first degree murder charge and is facing a lifetime behind bars with no possibility of parole. And the murder, oh Lord, the murder took place November 10th, 2011. She was arrested May of 2012. And she was sentenced to life in prison without parole on December 11th, 2013. Yeah, 2013. I was reading, I thought I was reading it wrong. Um, she was 25 years old at the time. There really isn't anyone saying anything about her other than she was 71 years old. There's nothing saying, oh, she's a kind soul or anything like that. But I mean, if she adopted Jesus and the great aunt adopted Teresa, then that just, I don't know. Anyway, uh, when the woman hunting mushrooms at Rogue River stumbled upon the human bones, they were wrapped in a bathrobe and blankets. That's when they had to go in for the dental. Uh, Wayne County Circuit Judge Mark Slavens was the one who gave Teresa Alvarez the mandatory penalty for first-degree murder. Murder? Murder. Uh... I want to know what happened to the grandparents because did they just wash their hands that just leave were they part of this um then there's Janet Jenkins it just seemed like they were trying to do their best among these kids so they didn't have to live in the park but despite their best efforts it just didn't go that way and she just schemed and wanted easy money which is extremely sad because one you're an idiot for bragging to people saying that she overdosed weeks before she died two why do you go to a fake funeral? Because you're just saying, hey, she did. And this proves it. Another thing, you're driving her car that you disposed of her body in. So, okay. Um, that's, then you call your boyfriend's mother and say, hey, dispose of that. And they see a large male 
driving the car. So, yeah. Not only that, but you dump Margaret's body at the same park and you dispose of the vehicle in the same general area too, just at a different end. So it's like, wow. And there's also was a black tarp 50 feet from the car near the trees. It's just... It's sad, and it's even more sad to have it where she had all these people just being like, sure, you're getting money. I'm going to help you, and not just turning her in. Like, why would you do that? That just, I don't know. It's stupid. All right. So that is our case out of Detroit, Michigan, um, in Wayne County of Teresa Hurtado Alvarez, who is spending life in prison for murdering her 71-year-old former babysitter who adopted her brother and helped raise her so complex it's like okay she's a former babysitter who helped them so it's like okay she's the former babysitter an adopted parent to her brother and she is the sister who was adopted by the great aunt. It just seems like a very, just let's go in circles and circles and circles. So that is tonight. I'm so glad I finally got through it. It took me many, many, many tries. But we are here and we did it. Yay! And because I am doing a lot of these very low profile cases and stuff, there's not a lot of information that I can find. So I just go with how much I can find because they're not like 100 people killing serial murder women and stuff like that. There's not a lot of information and I always feel so guilty about that. But I do my best. Um, that's it. I am Teresa. You are listening to I'm having an episode. She's criminal. 85 days until Heather graduates. Super excited. And yep, I think that's it. Okay, love you. Bye.